Hello and welcome back to Ruben Uncut. Today, I'll be talking about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, which is absolutely worth seeing. Well, I mean, if you're looking for a fun family movie or a great Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, then you should definitely check out, check out Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Because having seen it, I... After some careful consideration and i this might change with repeat viewings there repeat viewings of previous ninja turtle movies but uh mutant mayhem may be the best ninja turtles movie i've ever seen now that is not inherently a high bar since there are like two great ninja turtle movies and one of them was made for tv and one of them was made in late 80s early 90s mutant mayhem is here and mutant mayhem mutant mayhem outdoes them in a number of ways now the original teenage mutant turtles movie the very first live action one that they made i have to say is probably one of the best the best handling of sort of combining the original comic books with the animated series into a live action movie now, if there's one thing that this movie is, you know, I just realized the thing that this series is missing, and that is Casey Jones. Hopefully, Casey Jones will be in the sequel. Uh, definitely want Casey Jones in the sequel. It would be hard to make a worse Casey Jones adaptation than Stephen Amell's Casey Jones in the previous live action Ninja Turtles movie, because uh, that was uh, that was one of the worst interpretations of a character I've ever seen in a movie. Like, is there something in Stephen Amal's contract about him playing, if he's assigned to play liberal characters, those liberal characters must be as deliberalized as possible? Like, is that what's going on? Because that's the vibe that it comes from when you watch a Green Arrow show where Green Arrow is not a communist, and then you watch a fucking Ninja Turtles movie where Casey Jones is a goddamn cop wannabe. Like, it's... What's going on, Stephen Amell? What is going on? Did you make these choices or were these choices made for you? They're bad choices. I've gotten sidetracked with the Casey Jones thing. But the original movie has Casey Jones, and he does a great job this movie does not have casey jones but that's okay that's okay i think maybe we want april o'neill to graduate high school before casey jones shows up in this continuity uh although well we'll get into that all right so so what's up with ninja turtles like i for those of you unfamiliar somehow with the ninja turtles franchise the Ninja Turtles is basically about a bunch of turtles who are subjected to radioactive ooze that transforms them into anthropomorphic ninjas, and they are raised by uh, they are raised by their master Splinter slash dad, who is a also mutated sewer rat, and they go on to have you know exciting ninja mutant adventures now the first thing i'm going to talk about here is the casting because they've done a lot of interesting things with the casting first off 
this is the first time that all the Ninja Turtles will be voiced by actual teenagers. Actually, they look kind of like tweens, but that actually is kind of smart because that means they'll be still be teenagers when they hopefully make the sequels. Dear God, let them make that sequel that they tease at the end. I really want that movie. Leonardo is played by Nicholas Cantu. Donatella is played by Mika Abbey. Raphael is played by Brady Noon. And Michelangelo is played by Shaman Brown Jr. And they all do a wonderful job. The, the, the movie does a great job of, of presenting their characters and personalities. It's, it feels, they each feel distinctive. And not just in the, oh, Leonardo is the, the leader guy. Donatello is the science guy. Raphael is the angry guy. And Michelangelo is the uh, is is the goofy guy. Now those are still technically accurate descriptions of their characters in this movie, but they somehow feel more natural and three-dimensional here than just those simple layouts that I gave you. Now, voicing Splinter is Jackie Chan, which, you know, it feels weird to cast a uh, a Chinese guy as a ninja as a ninja dad. However, that being said, Jackie Chan absolutely has the acting chops to pull this off, and he does a great job as Splinter in the movie. And I love that they even give Splinter a Jackie Chan style fight scene in the movie. That's awesome, cherry on top. Etc. Now the movie is also um, plastered full of uh, people that uh, Seth Rogen likes to work with, and uh, other famous names as well. Oh, by the way, April O'Neil is played by. Oh no, uh, I apologize in advance. Ayo Edibiri, 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 Biri. Um, but she does. Honestly, I think it's a very likable version of April O'Neil. In the past, April O'Neil has always been an adult woman. In this one, April O'Neil is a teenager, which means that it's not weird for Leonardo to have a huge crush on her. Um, like it was weird in the Michael Bay movies when Michelangelo had a desperate crush on April O'Neil in those movies. Because he's supposed to be a teenager and she's a, she's a, she's a grown-ass woman in those movies but here april o'neill is a uh, is another teenager a uh, plus size black uh teenager uh nope which uh i don't have a problem with any of that actually um and before anyone complains like oh race swapping i just want to point out the fact that the uh 1989 cartoon itself did some race swapping because in the 1989 cartoon uh baxter stockman is white now, you may have thought that casting Tyler Perry's Baxter Stockman was the, uh, was the race swap, but no, actually, original comic book... Actually, you know what? Let me Google this real quick. Yes, Baxter Stockman was originally black. The original comic book art is he is a black guy. In the Archie comics and the cartoon, they made him a white guy. Um, following ver And so now... They, uh, he's a character who is frequently swapped back and forth. However, it has to be stated, the original version was a black guy. They did also make him black in the uh, 2003 
uh, reboot of Ninja Turtles, or as I like to call it, the best Ninja Turtles cartoon. Uh, to, although, to be fair, I, I actually haven't uh, put a lot of effort into experiencing the new Nickelodeon ones. So, you know, they, they could be good. But let's get back to this movie. Um, the casting, like I was saying, Seth Rogen also populates the movie with, um, well, his friends. Now, Baxter Stockman in this movie, who is, he's black in the movie, is played by Giancarlo Esposito, which is great casting. I mean, because Giancarlo Esposito is, you know, great in everything that he does. And he plays villains so good. Now, I'm hoping that their char their character is a small but important part of this movie. But I do, do hope that he, that he is brought back at, uh, at some point. Because, well, you know, he's, he's Baxter Stockman. Oh, that's interesting. On IMDb, a couple of the kids look older than they look on Google. Like I was saying, uh, the movie is uh, outside, um, beyond Giancarlo Esposito. The movie is also populated with a lot of people that uh, Seth Rogen is known for enjoying working with, such as uh, uh, Cynthia Rudolph plays Cynthia, uh, sorry, Maya Rudolph plays Cynthia Utram, which if you're a uh, if you're familiar with uh, Ninja Turtle lore, uh, you might have a guess as hopefully where uh, her character might be going in the uh, in the sequels. Seth Rogen himself plays Bebop uh, and is very noticeable. I knew he was Bebop as soon as he talked. What I did not realize while I was watching the movie was that Rocksteady was John Cena. Rose Byrne plays Leatherhead and uh, she does a She's probably, is she Australian? She's probably Australian. But uh, she plays Leatherhead. I know, I know. Uh, Leatherhead was one of the earliest evil mutants to appear in the comics. Although there was another evil mutant known as Bloodsucker. But uh, she played Leatherhead. She plays Leatherhead in the movie. I know some people are like, oh, gender swap. Although I, I don't remember them ever actually saying what Leatherhead's gender is. So, you, you know, we don't know. Uh, they may have mentioned, I may have missed it. But uh, it's also got some Wingnut, the bat character, is played by Natasha Dimitrio. Dimitrio. Dimitrio? I don't know who that is. I apologize. Hold on. Let's, let's click on it. Uh, I click on her IMDb and I. Oh! Oh, wait. Hold it. Hold it. Hold on. Is she. Wait. Is that who I. Th is she who I think she is? Okay. So at first, at first, I. Oh, oh no, it is her. Uh, yeah, no, it's Nadja from What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, I read it as Nadja's doll at first. And I was like, are they done by different voice actors? Uh, but yeah, no, she plays Wingnut. Ice Cube plays our main villain, Superfly. Paul Rudd is Mondo Gecko. Hannibal Burris is Genghis Frog. Post Malone is Ray Filet. Uh, he is credited as his real name, though, Austin Post. And uh, those are the mutants. Uh, basically, most of the mutants are played by are 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 played by Seth Rogen's friends. Uh, I will note also that there is a strange cameo in here as uh, Mr. Beast does the voice of a character called Times Square guy. That's a interesting cameo. But as you might see, it's a pretty it's a pretty stacked voice cast, plus a bunch of other people who I'm I'm I assume the supporting actors here are more voice actors than they are big uh big name 
actors. Now, the thing about this all-star casting, though, is that there's really only a few characters where you can tell. Although I will say Ray Filet's tattoos make more sense now that I know he was voiced by Post Malone. Like, I didn't... I feel like Hannibal Burris has a pretty distinctive character, and I still never picked up... I mean, distinctive voice, and I still never picked up on that he was Genghis Frog. Paul Rudd and Ice Cube, you can totally tell who they are. Jackie Chan, uh, Giancarlo, Rose Byrne, you can totally tell who they are. Cer certain ones like John Cena and uh, Natasha Dimitrio and uh, even Maya Rudolph, um, I, I would not have, I didn't know who was doing those voices. Whether that is an endorsement of their voice acting or a slam, I'm not entirely sure. It could go either way. Although with some of them, it is due to the fact that they aren't heavily prominent. I mean, Maya Rudolph is because she Maya Rudolph is putting on a very strong voice. Um, uh, that's why I didn't recognize her. I don't think it's definitely not a slam against her. I honestly don't remember Rocksteady talking all that much in the movie at all. And I don't remember Wingnut's voice. Couldn't Paul Rudd is the one that stands out the most, honestly. Like it's like, oh, Mondo Gecko is definitely Paul Rudd. I mean, I can tell Splinter's Jackie Chan, but that's but that's neither here nor there. Um, the acting is really good. All the kids come off very naturally as teenagers. It it comes it comes out very well. The comedy and the humor of the movie is is very is very on point. Now, I was skeptical going into this movie, and the reason I was skeptical going into this movie. Uh, was because I had read beforehand or I, I had seen some reviews beforehand that had mentioned that in this movie, <clears throat> the turtles, Splinter doesn't teach them like karate from having trained with a previous master, like in a lot of Ninja Turtle lore, which doesn't really make sense. If you think about it, like it, it kind of implies that animals have a level of intelligence even before they are mutated. But this one changes up so that Splinter learns from like self-defense videotapes and kung fu movies and stuff. And I'll be honest, when you just hear that or see it um, on, when you, when you just hear that on a YouTube video or you see it in, uh, in, a, in a written re review, it, uh, it gave me pause. I was like, that is, that is a dumb change. I don't like that change. Now, in fairness, Michael Bay movies did the exact same thing almost, where they changed the lore so that it was that Splinter was training them based off of uh, old martial arts books that he found. And I got to be honest, it's dumb there too. However, Mutant Mayhem, when you actually see how the movie handles it, it won me over. It, on paper, I was like, that's, that's stupid and I hate it. But in the movie, it works they it it comes it feels the movie earns it michael bay movies didn't really earn that but this movie like it puts you through a training montage that makes it feel acceptable now in terms of the overall plot and storyline at a certain point you might realize that it is in fact the plot and storyline it's uh it's very close to the storyline from the very first x-men movie which is essentially evil mutant prepares mutant machine to make everyone on the planet a mutant. 
so yeah that's that's the overall that's the overall main plot but i'll be honest it's not what makes the movie kind of a joy you see because the thing is despite the fact the movie is only like nine what is it 99 minutes 98 minutes something like that it didn't feel like a lot of times they watch half hour movies and it's just like oh, there was nothing in that it just sort of happened but this movie is just very I said the story was the same as the X-Men movies, but the plot is very different. And it's very, it, the plot is very tight. Like everything happens and sort of flows out naturally. Could we arguably definitely have given some more character development to some of these other mutants the film introduces? I mean, yes, definitely. But I mean, at the end of the, at the, end of the day, like when you break it down, most of those mutants are just henchmen to Superfly, and then you got the Ninja Turtles, and they're really the main characters who we want to invest in. Now, in this movie, uh, Leonardo uh, is the one who goes uh, gets the heavy crush on on uh, on April O'Neil. Now, in this movie, it's not creepy because uh, they're in the same age bracket. Now, to be fair, you know, it's... no, no, no. So this movie actually leads into the fact that a romance is possible between April and uh, the Ninja Turtles, although it's unclear if there is actual any romance because they go to the prom and she says a line about this is just his friends, right? And it's unclear as if she is joking or not. Oh, that was, that was kind of a spoiler. I'm sorry. But my point is, is that uh, it's not as creepy as uh, past, you know, Ninja Turtle crushes on on well i mean kids have crushes on adults i guess that's not too creepy or weird the point is here a romance is actually possible but in any other ninja turtle movie it would have been ugh, yikes however if there does turn out to be a romance between leonardo and april it would be disappointing to me because being a lover of the comic books in my mind april is always supposed to end up with uh casey jones Fingers crossed for a dope Casey Jones in the sequel. He'll probably, I mean, they'd probably have to make him a teenager too, which I think could still work. Could still work. Troubled teen Casey Jones goes out in the streets vigilante a little bit younger. You know, maybe he's like a senior or like about to turn 18 or whatever. Probably dropped out of school. That Casey Jones. My point is I miss Casey Jones. But what we have here is great. And the, the family dynamic between the Turtles and Splinter is honestly, honestly kind of what makes the movie. I could go into spoilers, but I don't think a 96 movie, a 90, what is it? 99, 98 minute movie warrants a spoiler section because I mean, this is, this is just, this is an introduction to the Ninja Turtles in their world. That's, that's what we're watching. And in an origin story, the origin kind of does a lot of the heavy lifting for superheroes. And I think I technically already basically summed up the, the whole movie. Um, there's not really a lot more to say beyond that. That wouldn't just be me spoiling jokes and essentially spelling out the plot points of the film for you, which I don't necessarily feel it's the kind of movie where it's necessary to do that. It's... It is the best Ninja Turtles movie I've ever seen. 
And but the thing that makes it exciting as the best Ninja Turtles movie I've ever seen is just the fact that it has built something that can be built off of. And I'm not going to give away what the lead up for the sequel is, although I bet you'll be able to guess. But I would like to at least get a trilogy out of this franchise. I think that they are going in a great direction. And I think that that sequel movie could be even better. So yeah, go see Ninja Turtles. It's worth it. If you enjoyed this, if you enjoy the, uh, enjoy listening to my voice, please like and subscribe wherever you're listening or whether that be on uh, Spotify or YouTube or uh, any of the various other podcast places that are carrying my podcast. Rest in peace, Stitcher. It's, uh, yeah. Feel free to email the show at rubenuncut at gmail.com. Also, uh, yeah, like and subscribe, y'all. Have a wonderful whatever. <laughs>